This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Let's get an update and some more reaction to a news short story that I shared with you a couple weeks ago. Air Canada is rolling out a new program for travelers with invisible disabilities. People can identify at check-in and receive a sunflower lanyard. The lanyard indicates that someone may need additional accommodations during travel. Let's get some more reaction from Kelly Braun Johnson. Kelly is the founder of Completely Inclusive. Hey, good morning, Kelly. Nice to chat with you again. Hi, good morning, Dave. So, Kelly, a few folks have had the chance to react to the story on the show in the last two weeks. It's your turn. What's your general reaction to this policy that Air Canada announced? So I'm always a little cynical, a little skeptical. Here <laughs> Me <I go>. too. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of have a bit of an issue, a little bit of an issue when, it, when it's the onus is always on us to either declare or disclose um, that we might need assistance rather than just having that assistance provided as a matter of a fact, like just for everyone. Um, or this kind of show that we that we're deserving or worthy of extra attention or special, you know, so-called special assistance. Um, I find it similar to kind of the this, I don't know if you know about the Blue Pumpkin Initiative at Halloween. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. about that? Yeah, so it's 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 basically saying that. Somebody needs to recognize that we have a disability before we're treated kindly. Um, you know, the, the idea that, well, there's some kids who can't say trick or treat, so then they would not deserve to get a candy otherwise. And it's just so wild to me that that we're holding these things against people um, when really that's all that might be required is a little bit extra time, maybe a bit more patience. We just don't want to be yelled at and screamed at. Mm. And we're not quite sure what's happening. So that's kind of where my my issue is. Kelly, there's been some consensus in reaction to this story on the show. The, the day the news broke, I, I, I threw it around to a bunch of different columnists on the show, and the general feeling was cynicism and skepticism because there have been so many well-publicized issues with how airlines treat people with visible disabilities, let alone invisible disabilities. Uh, all of us shared a little bit of our experiences. What's your experience been like? So um, mine's kind of funny. So I just flew just a few weeks ago on, on Air Canada, actually. And it's in my profile um, that I'm hard of hearing. So there's like a little menu. There's a few options that you can choose from to put, you know, that you have a disability. Um, but no one actually mentioned or said anything about it ever before until one of my last two flights um, just this month, earlier this month. Um, and so the first flight, uh, after the security briefing, the secu- um, a flight agent came up to me and said, can you hear me? <laughs> I said, yes, I am talking to you, right? <laughs> um, and, and then she said, um, she says, okay, well, because uh, I think it, she might have said, well, I think it says that you're hard of hearing. I said, yes, uh, but I, I'm not wearing my hearing aid right now because the plane is already loud. I'm fine. Like, I'm fine on the plane. Um, and she goes, okay, well, do you need... Uh, do you need a, a separate like safety briefing or anything? And I was like, no, we we just went through the safety briefing. <laughs> um, and and she's like, okay, well, if if there's an emergency, do you know what to do? And I was like, well, 
if the oxygen mask falls, I, I'm going to grab it and I'll probably start screaming like everyone else. <laughs> I, I take my cue from what's going on around me. Um, but, you know, I, I don't I don't mean to be glib with them. They're trying to do their jobs to the best that they've been trained. Um, but what I also found interesting, my boarding pass now says death in capital letters on the corner. Um, actually, it says death GF for gluten free. So I received my meal and I received a deaf gluten-free meal. Oh, wow. Uh, it was it was deaf chicken and rice and salad. It was delicious. <laughs> um, but it's, just, it's just funny to me that like, that's the label that is put, um, which is not the correct label because I'm, I'm not deaf. And it's, and it's when you're not offered enough of the options or to say exactly what kind of assistance I may or may not require, it's not helpful for the staff. It's not really helpful for anyone. So um, there's still some work to be done there. Kelly, you and I can circle back to staff and training in just a second, but I do want to offer a little bit of a counterbalance here because the Sunflower program is not necessarily a brand new concept. It's been tested in other places and industries, and I know you're deeply connected to the community. What kind of feedback have people expressed about the way this type of program has been rolled out in other industries and other places? So for sure, I mean, it's huge in the UK where it initiated. Um, and I asked I asked some of my friends, because you know I was very critical about it. Um, and some of my friends piped up. So I have an autistic friend um, who, who uh, told me that she appreciates it. Um, she's used it um, at different airports and it has taken away some of that stress. Because she said she tends to ask a lot of questions, not necessarily know where she needs to be. Um, and before, before wearing the sunflower lanyard, um, she was met with hostility. A lot of times, if you're you're taking up too much of their time, you're asking you know um, questions that you should know. Um, and she's been met with more patience when she wears the lanyard. Um, and also, there's a bit more of a proactiveness to it. Both will come and approach her and ask her if she would like assistance. And she was also allowed to sit in a quieter area and the board first, and many different things like that. Um, that just made her travel experience so much easier. Mm. Kelly, let's get back to staffing and training, though, because I do think those positive experiences are rooted in some kindness and also an effective implementation of policy. When it really comes down to Canadian Airlines, and I'm going to say Canadian Airlines in general and not just Target Air Canada here, all the lost mobility devices, all the horror stories you hear about people having to drag themselves on the ground off their plane because there was no assistance at the Las Vegas airport. How much of this actually just boils down to better internal training for employees? So I see it as there's a difference also, I think, between this initiative being rolled out at an airport, which it has across Canada and many airports, and being rolled out with just an airline. Um, and I, I would like to see some consistency between those experiences, because let's say you go to an airport that has the program, and then you land at a different airport or fly with an airline that doesn't have the program, and you land at a different one, there's no consistency of, of how you're gonna be treated or what kind of expectations that there might be. Um, and I don't know about you, but a lot of my stress actually doesn't come from the airline it comes from katza from the transport the security oh um, yeah oh yeah and, and sometimes border control but security is really one that's super inconsistent especially in the way that they treat you um and sometimes they even they'll put you in a special line 
but it doesn't matter. They're still screaming at you. And, you know, one place is take off your shoes. One place is don't take off your shoes. Don't take out your liquids. Take out your liquids. Um, they they love to to pull me aside. And <laughs> all that to say, um, I would love to have this initiative kind of rolled out across the board. Uh, and again, the training needs to be consistent across the board. I don't, and that's probably a lot to ask at, at this time. Um, but one airline doing it and then doing it their way is not the same as an airport doing it and then another airline and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I and mean, that's it. I, I think the way this story got covered, at least in the mass media, there was a lot of flowers being thrown Air Canada's way. No, no pun intended. I think without sort of understanding some of the greater issues that people with disabilities face when traveling, you mentioned security, and I don't, I don't do these stories often. I don't, I don't like to tell these, uh, you know, harrowing tales of a woeful inconvenience. But I do remember flying through Toronto a couple of years ago uh, out of Pearson for a work trip, and I had a bunch of work stuff, including a laptop in my bag, which set off the sensors and blah, 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 got put aside, except nobody indicates to you that, oh, your bag got put aside and now you've got to stand over here. And all of a sudden I just hear screaming, whose bag is this? Whose bag is this? Who's, whose bag is this? And I'm like, oh, well, I am missing a bag, so maybe it's my bag. And I kind of wander over and I go, oh, excuse me, I, I, I wonder if that's mine. Well, how can you wonder if it's your bag? You should know it's your bag. And then I kind of say, well, I'm, I'm legally blind. I, I didn't know my bag got put aside or that you had my bag. And then they just yelled at me. Well, you should identify yourself better. So it goes back to this idea of like, treat me like a human. Don't yell at me. Don't scream at me. And maybe we don't need these lanyards at all. That's the ideal world I would like to be in. Absolutely. Anyway, all right. Ideal world. I like that, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly, thank you for this. <laughs> Have a lovely day. Talk to you soon. Thanks, you too. That's Kelly Braun Johnson, the founder of Completely Inclusive. Coming up next, Saskatchewan is dealing with record overcrowding in hospitals. Journalist John Lepke gives you an update. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.